Hey there, this is a Real Life Church podcast, and in this podcast we are working through the New City Catechism, so we're looking at the questions, answers, and scripture, and I'm just providing a little bit of commentary that I, that I hope is helpful. Now when I say the word catechism, many people today have an almost immediate negative reaction and I think it's either because they don't, they just don't know what the word means or what it means to be catechized, or they have a kind of caricature that they connect with the word. So when someone says catechism, when I say catechism, they, they think about the caricature of what it means to be catechized. The word catechism simply means to teach or instruct orally. And it actually has been used for centuries by Christians, really since the early church, to learn and teach the foundational truths of the Christian faith. In fact, I would suggest that our present disuse of a catechism or of of some kind of robust and systematic approach to learning the faith leads to shallow and weak faith. 20th century theologian John Murray said the following specifically about the use of catechism. He said, quote, It is to the discontinuance of this practice that we can trace much of the doctrinal ignorance confusion, and instability so characteristic of modern Christianity, end quote. Well, I believe that statement. I I believe that's true. And it it was true when he wrote that last century, and it's true today. And so what we want to do is work toward a common confession of what we believe about God, what we believe about God's law, his word, mankind, sin, redemption, the work of the Spirit, and so forth, so that we are strong in faith and so that we can faithfully pass on the faith to the next generations. Listen to what Psalm 78 verses 4 to 7 says. It says, We will not hide them from their children, but tell to the coming generation the glorious deeds of the Lord and his might and the wonders that he has done. He established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel which he commanded to our fathers to teach to their children, that the next generation might know them, the children yet unborn, and arise and tell them to their children, so that they should set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments. So you see this in Psalm 78 here. You see this this desire to know God and pass on what God has said and what God has done, to the next generation. Why? So that they do so to the next generation after them. And verse 11, or excuse me, verse 7 says the, the purpose for this is so that they should set their hope in God. That's the, the end goal. It's not just so that we become smarter or, or, or have bigger brains or memorize certain things, but it's so that we set our hope in God. So let's take a look at question two of the New City Catechism. Question two is this, what is God? What is God? The answer, there's a shorter answer for for younger kids. It's simply God is the, the creator and sustainer of everyone and everything. There's a longer answer, however, that expounds on that. And it says this, God is the creator and sustainer of everyone and everything. He is eternal infinite and unchangeable in his power and perfection, goodness and glory, wisdom, justice, and truth. Nothing happens except through him 
and by his will. There is no greater thing to think about or talk about than God. There is no higher subject we could occupy our minds with. A.W. Tozer said, What comes to your mind when you think about God is the most important thing about you. Fundamental to our relationship to God is to recognize the creator-creature distinction. And I think the essence of humility is to recognize that God is God and I am not. As such, God is not just a little above us, not even a lot above us. He is infinitely above us. He is high above us. He is the God who is most high. The God of the scriptures is in a category all by himself. There is none like him. God is the creator and sustainer of everyone and everything. In other words, everyone and everything comes into being because of God and continues to exist because of God. The fact that we exist and the fact that we continue to exist is all owed to God alone. He is eternal, meaning he has no beginning and no end. He is infinite, meaning he is without limit, and he is unchangeable. Amazingly, all that God is, he always has been and always will be. He is never growing. He's never learning. He's never becoming. He simply is. And we see that he is perfect in power, goodness, glory, wisdom, justice, and truth. He always has been and he always will be. In a world that is constantly changing, where truth is malleable, where, dr- where justice is subjective and increasingly evil is called good and good is called evil, we need to know our God who defines all these things and that our God does not change. We need to know that he is sovereign. And in light of this, we are called to bow to him in submission. We are called to worship his majesty in awesome reverence. We are called to trust his goodness toward us, that he always does what is right and good. He never does wrong. And we are called to obey what he requires of us. Psalm 86 verses 8 to 10 and verse 15 is the scripture that's connected with question and answer two. And it says this, There is none like you among the gods, O Lord, nor are there any works like yours. All the nations you have made shall come and worship before you, O Lord, and shall glorify your name. For you are great and do wondrous things, you alone are God. But you, O Lord, are a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. So what is God? God is the creator and sustainer of everyone and everything. He is eternal, infinite, and unchangeable in his power and perfection, goodness and glory, wisdom, justice, and truth. Nothing, absolutely nothing happens except through him and by his will. Holy Father, 
ground us in this high and lofty and glorious truth of the kind of God that you are, that you alone are God and that there is none like you. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.